Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Here we go. What you think about Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled that you can be with us. Today, we are going to be talking about connecting people to services, products, and tools, and um, I can't wait to get on that topic. But first, for those of you that are new, uh, many of you might not even know what Alzheimer's Speaks is about. So let me tell you, we are about connecting people and raising voices all around the world, from those diagnosed to family members and to businesses and professionals, advocates, etc. So if you have a story you'd like to share, please reach out to me at radio at Alzheimer's Speaks. Now, support groups are really important, and I do a couple of them, so I want to give a heads up. Um, You're more than welcome to join us. Arthur's Senior Care sponsors Arthur's Memory Cafe, and we do that twice a month on the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month at 1 p.m. Central, and you are more than welcome to join us with that. We have people all the way from Vienna, uh, though the majority of them are in Minnesota, where I'm located here. And uh, we usually talk for about an hour, hour and a half. Also, Brookdale North Oaks sponsors a Caregiver Connect program, which has been something we've done in person. And so the caregivers are in one room and those diagnosed get respite, um, usually like with music therapy and stuff. And we will be online this month for April, but we're hoping to go back in person. And that is on the last Wednesday of each month at 10 a.m. Central. So if you're interested in either of those, again, just reach out to me. I also want to highlight that MODS Awards are open until May 16th. That is uh, an award that is given to people who have made some great accomplishments in the arena of dementia. $5,000 to an individual, up to $25,000 for an organization. And that application process closes May 16th. They also have MODS Ventures where they have three design challenges and they will give seed money, 50 to $100,000. And that is at modsventures.org. The other is modsawards.org. And then our friends in central Minnesota, the Dementia Community Action Network known as DCAN is going to be having a summit May 12th, um, and the featured speaker is going to be Dr. Dale Brennison. So you can uh, learn more about that by going to DementiaMap.com and find out more information there. We are going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. They're going to talk about the footbar walker, and then we'll be right back. I love the footbar walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the Footbar Walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. 
Okay, we are back and it's time to get to our show. And again, today we're going to be talking about connecting families and professionals to services, products, tools, and events. So today's show is going to be a little bit different. After I introduce our guests, I'm going to be passing the, the host role, and then we are going to discuss Dementia Map Global Resource Directory. So let me first introduce you to Elon Caspi. He is a colleague and a friend of mine. He's a gerontologist and an assistant research professor at the University of Connecticut. He also helps me co-facilitate dementia chats, and we've done that for years together, which elevates those living with a diagnosis. He recently published a wonderful book called Understanding and Preventing Harmful Interactions Between Residents with Dementia. And our other guest today is Dave Wiederich, and he and I are co-founders of Dementia Map. And in addition to Dementia Map, Dave is also the founder of the Memory Cafe directory, which he started in 2016 when he realized how difficult it was to track these things down. And they're such wonderful support groups. Today, he has over a thousand listings in five different countries. So let's get going. For anyone who is new to our show, I'll give you a little brief background on, on myself. My mom lived with dementia for 30 years. And so that was life changing for me. And like many, I was a frustrated daughter looking for services, products, and tools to support her. And I found very, very little. So I decided to do something about it. And I started Alzheimer's Speaks back in 2009, which is an advocacy and a media outlet making international impact by providing education and support for those dealing with Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. And the radio show is just one of the platforms that we that we offer. So Elon and Dave, welcome to the show. I'm I'm thrilled to be doing this. And Elon, uh, I'm going to pass the wand over to you, and we will get started with the interviews. So welcome, everyone. We are very excited to share with you uh, today about Lori and Dave's Dementia Map, the really uh, important resource that can ultimately improve the lives, the quality of care of individuals living with dementia uh, and those who support and care for them. The goal is to raise awareness to this uh, fabulous platform in hope that folks out there, anywhere out there, could find it useful uh, in supporting and caring for individuals living with dementia. So uh, we will start with Dave. First question is, what is the Dementia Map Global Resource Directory? Lori and I believe this is really the, the most helpful way to find dementia resources uh, around. Um, the, the goal is to, to really bring an easy way to find those resources for, for those living with dementia, their care partners, uh, and certainly the, the professional community as well. Uh, this information is valuable regardless of your, your background and your, your area of support. And I like to call it all things dementia. Uh, we just want to simply create a way for people to get these resources that they may not know about uh, previously. And, uh, and we're just here to help in any way we can. Terrific. Laurie, when you gave me an overview about this uh, platform, you shared about some uh, personal experiences early on with your mother when you supported and cared for her that were very compelling in terms of the need for this platform. And related to that, uh, how did Dementia Map come to be? Well, Dementia Map wasn't titled that in my mind. You know, when I started Alzheimer's Speaks in 2009, my goal was to give voice to everyone. And so on my site, I always gathered resources, but it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't easily accessible. It went pretty deep and stuff, but you know, I just felt a need to connect people to services, products, and tools. Our family lived with this for 30 years, and this has been a dream of mine for almost 40 now. And no one out there had pulled everyone together. We have the profits, we have the nonprofits, we have the big, we have the small. People with, with dementia weren't even considered in part of the conversation. And they are so insightful and need to be part of this as well as the family members. And so, you know, to me, it was just a natural, make it simple. You know, you Google and what you get is typically what someone's paid for you to see. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a good match for you. And it really 
um, doesn't even out the playing field between, again, the big and the small. And there are so many resources out there that people don't know. So Dementia Map, it's a beautiful coming together and collaboration of so many people on so many levels. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. But as a family member, it's very hard to find resources. I mean, most of us go to the doctor, get a diagnosis and don't even get the number of a major player like the Alzheimer's Association or the Alzheimer's Society. You know, we're just given a prescription, another, another appointment and told to, you know, the end is near, get your affairs in order. That is not hopeful. You know, if we can get this into the clinics, um, into the clinicians and the doctors, that whole that whole um, frame of mind and how people walk out of the office is gonna be different. It's gonna be about hope instead of devastation. It's gonna be about resources and empowering people that if you get a diagnosis of dementia and there are many different forms, that there is still life. And, mm. and you know that's, I think the primary message with dementia, we can help you live a better life by connecting to others who are out there wanting to support you. This is really wonderful, and I, I still uh, I wonder if you can say a word about can, when you look back at your experience with your mother, because you shared with me some frustrations when you were looking for useful information in a timely manner, information that is reliable today. Uh, when you are pressed for time, you could be in a crisis situation in care. And so can you just say a word about that? Well, first of all, you don't even know what you're looking for. I mean, you don't know the terms, you don't know anything. And that's one of the things we have on Dementia Map is a glossary of terms because you don't know what you don't know. So you don't even know what to search for. Most people don't even know what a neurologist is when it hits because you've never needed one before. So why would you? And so we, we typically you know, rely on our medical professionals, but if they don't give us resources, we're lost. I mean, you look at cancer and how things have developed in that industry. You know, I mean, you go in even for a mammogram and they're giving you lavender to calm down and wash your hands. And I mean, it, it, there's so many holistic levels and, and their approaches have changed. None of that is happening in dementia. I shouldn't say none. There's probably a few, but it, it's so minute out there that really understand from a holistic being of what this disease does to you. And when you are out there searching, you talk to people and they look at you like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what this is. And so you have all these stigmas added in and you just feel so closed off and there's never been a really good place to go. And even if you go to some of the larger organizations, the sites are so big and so broad and they seem to move their parts around. And so that's one of the complaints we hear from people all the time is, well, I know it was there, but it's been moved and I can't find it. So Dave and I wanted to make sure we had really specific buckets out there to find. And then, you know, when you Google, you don't know, is this safe? Is this a scam? Is this real? Because there's so many silver bullets being pitched out there. So the whole goal was really to try to wrap our arms around people and just one, say, you're not alone. We understand where you're coming from and we're here to help and we're open to your feedback. So if mm. you've got recommendations for us, we want to hear that because we want to be the best we can be for you. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a wonderful uh, explanation. And I'm glad you mentioned the stigma, which is often tied directly to fear that prevents individuals and families from seeking uh, support services and care services and guidance uh, when they need it. So thank you for bringing that up. The next question for Dave, how did you and Lori come to work on this project together? Well, I, uh, I've known Lori for a number of years and uh, known about her for even longer. One of the ways I got into the dementia community was creating the Memory Cafe directory website. Memory cafes are uh, dementia-friendly events. People can attend both the care provider and uh, the person living with dementia. It's a, it's a friendly environment to, uh, to have, a, have a day out. And uh, anyway, I, I created the directory because it was hard to find those resources. Well, I was listening to Lori's podcast for a long time and kept hearing her lament over not having a resource directory for the dementia community. And I 
I finally reached out to her and uh, I said, why don't we do this? I, I know my way around websites and I'm getting to, to know the dementia community fairly well. Not like her, but fairly well. And uh, she said yes. And it seemed like just in a matter of months, we had the basic site put together and, uh, and we, we, we started rolling with it. It just seems like the, the perfect partnership with respect to her perspective, her experiences, uh, the, the vision she has for this kind of resource uh, for people and uh, my background in, in communications and marketing and, and website design, I mean, all those kinds of things. We just, we just put it together and it, it seems to be working really, really well. Can I add on to that? Um, so when Dave reached out to me, I, I just want to give a little bit of history. I had actually been working with another company on developing something like this. And, and, I, and I want to say this because I think it's really, really important in terms of how people approach big picture, you know, collaborations and how we fund things out there. I basically, my vision hadn't changed, but the problem was my partners, when we were working on this, kept going for funding and the funders wanted to control the vision and the funders don't have a clue of what the needs are. And they're coming from a whole different angle. And I think it's really important when people are pushing for a passionate project, they know the need, they see the need um, out there, they have to stand strong. Because one of the things that we kept running into was, hey, this is nice, but you know, and, and we like it, but we don't, we don't want to list our competition. And we want to pick and choose who's in the directory. That totally collapses the whole premise of allowing families and professionals total access. It builds distrust. And it's a falsehood, like for, for one company in particular, there were three, we were speaking of hospitals, there were three of them on one block. And they thought by not listing their, their competition, no one would know. Hello, They're, they know there's three hospitals on this one block. They also know that they are gonna go wherever their insurance is gonna pay because you know, most people don't have this pot of gold. So I think we have to get over ourselves on controlling everything and realizing that you will build more trust, you will have more satisfaction, you will have more input, you can serve more people who are end users as well as help you know, the membership out in terms of building themselves when we work together. When it's not this us or or them mentality, or when it's not this um, profit versus nonprofit thing that's a real hard line out there that, that the public doesn't even know happens. Um, there are so many red herrings out there that need to be sliced down in order for us to work together and really serve the public. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, so I want to follow up on that real quick because. There could also be uh, I could I could see scenarios where uh, a service or a product that is perhaps unreliable or make claims that are unfounded or even frankly potentially harmful. So, do you have the ability to kind of filter before you include, or is it so inclusive that you take everybody? Well, I'll actually I'll I'll start with that. Uh, every Every resource that submits their information to be part of the directory, uh, I review every one. I would say 1%. <laughs> a very small number I have to push back and say, there isn't any information here. It could have been a bot trying to fill out a form automatically. It could have been somebody that maybe didn't understand what they were trying to join. It, it, it's a, been a handful of things. But I look at every single one because I don't want nefarious players coming onto the site. Now, I'm not an expert on whether or not something is reasonable, but I've got a pretty good, I, I, my sniff test is pretty good. And if I can't discern the, the legitimacy of, of, a, uh, uh, of a resource, this is not a commentary on how good they are, but are they legitimate? And, you know, obviously there's, there's good and, and better. But... Uh, if I if I can't figure it out, I'll reach to Lori. I mean, her perspectives are much broader than mine. And if we if we if 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 it doesn't pass the smell test for either one of us, then I I 
respectfully decline their application and say, I'm sorry, we, we can't we can't join you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that, Lori. You want to add something? Well, on top of that, I think people have to be realistic about vetting because this is this is one of those things that kind of pinches me too. It's where people go, well, we vet everybody. And it's like, that's great. It's a good process, but be real about what vetting is. Exactly. Employees change. You can have one of the top companies out there and a smuck gets into their employee line and all of a sudden, and you've seen this, Alan, with, with abuse or whatever it might be, this is a fluid thing. And so we invite our community too to give us feedback. I mean, that's one of the best self-monitoring ways. Again, it's about collaboration. It's about working together. It's not about pushing somebody out so that you can raise yourself up. It's about all of us being the best we can be. Terrific. Thank you. Lori, how is dementia map different from other resource directories? In other words, what do you see as the gaps in knowledge or otherwise that dementia map aims to bridge? What do you see as its added value? Oh, yeah, there's lots I can add here. (laughs) Again, one is getting rid of some standards that are out there. Again, this this profit versus nonprofit or government agencies, all three of them kind of have their own little lists out there. The public doesn't know that. The public doesn't care. They just want support. So we bring everyone together. We have a free listing. So you don't have to have money or you don't have to choose to spend your money to be in. We don't list people without them knowing they're there. A lot of these directories you'll go out and see, and they've put in every senior housing, they put in every whatever it is, and those people don't even know they're there. And to me, as a family member, as an end user, when I call and they say, well, where did you find us? Oh, I didn't know I was listed there. They just went down on my list because they are disconnected. And now I don't even know if they're of value, if they're really even going to meet my needs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think knowing and supporting one another is, is really important, understanding the needs that are out there. We have so many great tools on the site. It's not just about a list of resources. Like I said, it's the glossary. It's the blog where they can get more in-depth information. It's the calendar of events. That's one of the biggest things people complain about is, you know, from a, from a um, end user, where do I find this information? How do I connect? You tell me there's this support out there. There are tons of free webinars available out there and um, in person when we can when we can meet that nobody knows how to find. And from a vendor standpoint, a person putting on this event, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, our budgets are being so stretched. Is it social media? Do we do mailers? Are we, are we calling them? What are, we, what are we doing anymore? Because everybody is coming from a different level. And when we can, when we can give people a list where they can search and find that stuff and choose what they want to sign up for. Uh, the feedback I've gotten from, from people using the event calendar from a family perspective is, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. And I, I didn't have to leave my house. You know, I could just participate. I never, you know, that that was on the other side of the country. I never would have gotten that information. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like there's a, a strong educational uh, awareness raising, empowering, uh, through through information uh, component of this initiative is that that would you say would you agree with that it, exactly the other thing is getting people to realize because this has been pounded in our head and this is the way we've always marketed that everything needs to be in your backyard and families actually perspective perspective has really changed on this and they get this because they're ordering through Amazon and getting stuff delivered all the time and they understand the power of that. But I'm telling you, there's still a lot of local businesses that said, nope, we're only going to advertise locally. And what they are missing out and what they are not understanding is that, you know, a person with dementia has a, has a typically a big circle. It's not the six or seven people that we've been told are touched by them. They have family, they have friends, they have coworkers, they have neighbors, and those people are scattered throughout the world. And so when they want to help and do a search, they don't know all your zip codes or cities around that area. 
And so much that is available can help support people that could be across the country. For example, we wouldn't have dementia-friendly communities or memory cafes if we weren't talking overseas because those were not US concepts. But people think they were. And you know, we inspire one another when we when we make changes and and some of this stuff is duplicatable. I mean, I look at my the radio show. It was the first of its kind in the world. And now there's lots of them. That's fantastic. You know, that's right. not a bad thing. Uh, that's a great uh, segue, and I'm going to get to it in a minute. I just want to mention that I just remember years ago, there's a, a lot of people with early onset Alzheimer's disease are extremely underserved, extremely misunderstood, underdiagnosed. They're going through, could go, could go through hell until, until if they're lucky enough to get the support and the education, the guidance and time. Uh, and I remember there was this small program in Bristol, I think it was in Bristol, UK, in, in England. And they had this amazing, innovative uh, adult day health program specifically for, they identified a need for this population. So, you know, there could be a program in the UK or in New Zealand that could be, uh, we could learn something from it in a local level, no matter where you are. So the technology that your platform is building on can really reach the corners of the world. And that's, that's a beautiful, powerful thing we couldn't have done until uh, recent years. I also want to mention for a lot of people don't know that Lori put in tremendous uh, personal, professional and financial sacrifices to get to get to this point. And while she has a, a, a bright future, when she's going to take it to a whole different level, I, I know that every year we see that. I, I really hope people understand and believe that this is not about uh, financial gain. This is about service. And, you know, there's, you know, there's multiple examples of that. But, you know, I loved it. It's, it sounds like a small example. But the fact that the links are leading to the organization's. They don't lead to you. Point is not about profit. It's about serving. I personally think that it's okay to have a decent revenue for a really good work that you're doing. There's no shame in that. Anyways, I'm talking too much. If you have a, a kind of a comment on that, please go ahead and share. If not, we'll move to the next question. Actually, you know, where we're going to go next makes a lot of sense to maybe share some information about the site. You know, Lori touched on the components, and uh, what I'll do now is actually just share my screen. We've been talking about the various components of Dementia Map, uh, but to really see it, I think, will make make an impact. Thank you. Uh, so that would be my next question. What can people find when visiting Dementia Map? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we we uh, you know, in a, I guess in a in a single word, it would be simplicity. What we've tried to do, and and a lot of this has come from Lori on how this should be structured to really. Uh, appropriately support the dementia community in, in all ways. So we've tried to make it as simple as possible. Uh, let's kind of start with the basics here. You know, we have we have these these four pillars, if you will, of, of the site. The directory itself, uh, I'll show you a little bit about how each of these work. We've talked about the events calendar. Uh, even though this is a global resource directory, it's a lot more than just resources, uh, you know, in a directory. Uh, the events calendar, of course, Lori has talked about. Our glossary, uh, we're, we're still growing it. The purpose for the glossary is just to provide simple, direct answers to these, these terms that people may not quite understand, especially if they're, they're new to this. And on the blog, we publish, in most part, uh, we offer our members an opportunity to share their perspectives as subject matter experts in the areas that, that they have the expertise. We want to hear their perspective. So our blog is, is mostly about uh, from the members uh, sharing their, their work and their perspectives. And so there's, I mean, that's just on the menu. If you scroll down, you can see we just make it simple. There's the four buckets again. And as you go down on the page, you can get more information. People can read more about this if they wish. But our purpose was to just make it simple to get where you wanted to go. We'll start with the directory. Same theme here, we, we provide some tips on how to get started, and then here we go. The directory starts with a map. Lori's been uh, adamant about this, this not in your backyard. And so we tried to create this in such a way that people can see that you don't have to have resources in your backyard to, to find them and have them be valuable to you. 
and you can see we're we're fairly well represented. We've, we're starting to get some uh, uh, some blue dots there around the world. Uh, but as you scroll in, you start to get more of these dots, and you can see we're just really starting to grow uh, these resources. So that's one way to search. Uh, we provide a random listing of, of uh, the resource cards on our homepage here so people can see uh, if they want to just browse what's available. Uh, you know, for example, Saltbox TV, uh, one click on the resource card when you find one and you go to their profile. You can read about what they offer. Uh, you come down to their contact information. Many have brick and mortar presences. Many don't, being in the online world that we live. When there is, of course, there's a map shown. And what's nice about the connecting of the, res of the, the, the person seeking the resource and the resource itself is when they click on that website. And you mentioned that earlier about just no in-between. You click on that and you immediately go to their website. Uh, we get out of the way. We figure our best role in this is to help people find a, a, a valuable resource and then get out of the way so they can go enjoy it and, and go, go experience it. So that's, that's, a, that's just how simple it is people can find what it is they're looking for on the directory. And you know, just a few other details here about searching. Uh, I'll close them for the time being. We have a number of ways people search, and you, you, can, you can think about that as right here being kind of like a Google search in that it searches for a specific term, exercise. What it'll do is just find every single listing that has anything to do with exercise. And what that does, it just finds the word exercise in the listing. And so, uh, you know, any of these, you click on the one that might be of interest, and there's their profile. So there's just a very, it's just a very simple way to find things. And of course, through these other categories, you can search by, let's say, the, the various activities that we have listed. We have over 150 different categories. So there's really something for everyone. And you just choose one of these, same with education, housing, there's something for everyone. So we've made that, that search process very, very simple. If, if location, geography, is an important aspect of what you're searching for, then, of course, uh, location does play into that. Uh, you can choose how you want to search. If it's a very close-by resource you're looking for, of course, you can really zoom in on that. Or if it's just simply by your city, uh, and then you, that's where I'm located, and then that's, that's how you can search. We've got several here in Portland. So, I mean, there's... There's so many ways to search, and, and obviously location is a very important part of that. So now I can expand my search 200 miles um, around Portland, and obviously the resources uh, grow. This is terrific. Are there aspects of the Nature Map website that you want to kind of highlight? We've talked about the events calendar. I'd sure like to show that. People seek information in various formats. Looking for a product or a service or a tool, that's, that's of course, one very important one. Another is an event. Uh, we've touched on that earlier about learning things. An event, a symposium, an online chat, uh, even an in-person kind of event, hopefully soon. Oh, there's Lori. There's different ways to, to find events. You just look for the day. Here happens to be a hybrid. It's going to be both an online and a virtual together, and that's the uh, these color-coded ones up here. So you can find something that you're looking for. If it piques your interest, click on it, and you'll get, similar to the profile on the resource directory, you can get a full breakdown of what this particular event is all about, when it is, how to register, and so forth. Can I ask a, qu a quick question about it? Certainly. Uh, are those events have to be necessarily tied to uh, member organizations or not? Yes. One of the benefits that come with being a paid plan member, as Laurie mentioned, we do have a free plan and everybody with a, with a valuable resource is welcome to, to join. We don't want to exclude anyone in that regard because we recognize sometimes there aren't budgets for this kind of a, a situation. So we do offer the free plan, but we do offer, uh, we, it's, it's what many call the freemium model. Uh, where it's, it's no cost to participate. We want to want you to be a part of it, but if, additional visibility, like an event calendar, like uh, the ads that show on the site, 
if that additional visibility is important, then a paid plan will provide those extra benefits for you. Some people don't need that, don't want that. They just want to be represented because people seek that particular resource. But this gives discoverability uh, kind of a role to play here because when you, when you refresh the, the page each time, a different resource will appear. So it helps people find new things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what the paid plans offer. Got it. So, okay. um, Laura, you wanted to add something? Yeah, Dave, if you can, um, with the calendar, if you can scroll up, because the calendar ebbs and flows all the time. And so if you can go back to the main calendar. So right now there's not a whole lot on there. But if you go up to the older ones, you'll see how it fluctuates. And we've had them actually where there's a scroll bar for a particular date because there's so yeah, many. Like here, there's so many. So, you know, we've made it really easy. And then also on the side banner, we note the next five upcoming events. And so those are posted and that'll bring them right to it as well. You know, our whole goal is trying to maximize exposure and that soft sell approach is huge. Same with our banner ads. Those don't even go to your interior page. They go right to your website because we know people have nanosecond attention and time. And we want to cut out the middleman. We don't want affiliate fees. We don't want referral fees. And most important, we don't want to slow down the process. We know time and need is precious and mm -hmm. we want to help that along. Let's say for whatever reason, someone doesn't feel comfortable navigating this by themselves and they need a little bit of guidance. Is this something that you can provide or in terms of a scheduled private or a group tour to understand hands-on how it works? Yeah, right, right here on the, the top of the sidebar, uh, this is a way to actually get a live demonstration with Lori. This takes to a tours page, what we offer. And uh, part of that has to do with providing some strategy, some marketing strategy for companies that not just want to learn about the, pro the, the, the platform, but also get some advice on how to maximize the benefits. And that's, that's kind of where the strategic part of it comes in. And, uh, and just basically, uh, you know, one click and you can register on her calendar to set up a, uh, a block to, uh, to have her walk through it with you. I do that with individuals. I do it with families and I'll also do it with support groups. Our goal is to make this usable, to make this easy for people. And it's so often I find, you know, you know, one of our marketing strategies is really to help people know what this is, not just not just have them sign in and be part, but to really understand what it all has to offer, because there's not another site out there like this that has these types of offerings. And families are shocked. Uh, professionals are shocked because a lot of times they think, oh, a resource site, that's just for the families. And then they're like, they start digging and go, wow, I didn't, I didn't know about Music Men's Minds. That's pretty cool. They do three free sessions with music therapists every single week. Boy, I can really pass that along. Or we're really short staffed. This will really help us out with our staff. I mean, there's lots of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just important that people understand the big picture because so often we're just in and out, we're getting it done. And no one's really explaining how we can embrace and how this can enhance and and reduce our stress, um, reduce our time on the job for professionals, for example, a lot of times they're asked for resources and they go to Google. And, you know, this will cut their time down in, in multiple ways because they could actually, we've got a flyer that's developed that they can hand out so families can search themselves. We talked about the resource directory, the events calendar. The glossary is a very important component of this that, uh, uh, you know, people, people often, as Lori mentioned earlier, they, they just simply don't know the terms or don't even know that the term exists. And this gives, gives people a way to, to really get, uh, get to the heart of it. What we tried to do with, with the glossary, and we're, we're, grow, we're adding more all the time, uh, is a way for people to get simple, direct answers to a, to a term. And we are very careful to make sure that we only provide three sentences for each one. And this is a conscious decision, but the purpose is to provide a very concise definition for these items. It's easy to get down to certain, uh, certain areas uh, of the page, you know, and then what we do is back to the, 
the members who who are seeking that extra visibility, we put one of their banners at the bottom of each lettered section uh, so that there's just additional discoverability that comes with that. And those those rotate as the others do. So as you scroll, you can see we have we have a, a quite a variety of, of terms here uh, and we're, we're, we're adding more all the time. You know, a lot of the members are providing their perspectives on on various topics and they are the experts. So we want them to participate and contribute to the blog so that the people visiting can really find those topics that are of interest to them. If someone is uh, seeking information about ADLs, maybe they just learned about uh, the topic and they're trying to understand it and they come here and they really want more information than our definition. Well, we happen to have a blog post that allows people to click, go straight to the blog. Uh, this is a very comprehensive article about things to do in the home. And there's a series of videos that are embedded in this and people can just simply watch the video uh, as they go through the, you know, the, the definitions. It just provides a, a wonderful way to have people not just get a concise definition, but then expand on that if they want to. From my perspective, you know, we talked about stigma and, you know, there's such a uh, stigmatizing labeling terms out there. Uh, even the term uh, hoarding and the term sundowning and the term wandering and the term that is all those terms. To me, it seems like a great place to also educate the public, not just fall into the traps of stigma. Exactly. Yeah. Through through the glossary, I mean, we, we attempt to provide an objective, simple, direct explanation of just what it is. It's not a commentary. It's not, you know, a, uh, a vote positive or negative. It's simply an objective definition, the best that we can we can do and written in just plain, simple terms. We want okay. it to be simple and respectful. The additional information like you're talking about for those topics on the blog that have additional commentary, additional perspectives, visions of where the where that particular topic is going, what, whatever those perspectives are, that's exactly the place for the blog. And then people can can expand on that on that topic. If we have multiple blog posts on that particular topic, we'll list all of them. The okay. other thing that I like the way that we structured this, and this is kind of the inside of the blog, and I know next day we'll kind of go to that section. But one of my frustrations as a daughter was I would read an article and I'm like, this is great. I'm going to contact him. And then it was like, oh, it, a lot of them didn't even say who wrote it, mm. let alone how to get a hold of them. So we make sure that we have hot links, the top right and bottom of each right. article. Very Again, simple to get there. We don't want to be wasting people's time because they don't have it to spend. It's taking a lot just even to come to our site. So we want to, we want to keep it as simple and as direct and stress-free as possible. No okay. kidding. This is where all the articles reside, of course. And what we do is we categorize those based on our uh, high-level uh, groupings of categories, uh, the activities, education, glossary, and so forth. That's a logical way to have people write information about the various perspectives they share. It's just simply a list of those articles, and you can choose the one you like and go right into it. And note that each one is shareable on social media. Each one is well-branded. So from the member perspective, they're getting out there. And then also under our side banner, underneath the upcoming events, we have the most recent blog posts as well. So, you know, our goal is to be able to, to shoot people in different directions to the same thing because everybody learns different. Everybody's looking in a different way. And so we really have tried very hard to accommodate that. That's the basic part. And we have, we have some resources for the members and, and uh, you know, for behind the scenes things, but this, this is really the key for, uh, for people looking for resources. These four buckets are, are really the, the, the pillars of, of the site. We have under our member oh. library section, if you want to link back, if it's your on your Facebook page, if it's on your website, but if you want to help raise awareness of us, we have a couple of different um, of logos. I personally like the square logo because it shows more what we do. And if you are a member, we say, you know, don't link to our homepage, link to your interior profile, because that says to your audience, not only is this a good resource, but I am part of a global movement to get resources together. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you're not a member, maybe you're a family member, a person living with dementia, you know, then you point them to the homepage. 
but you can help. You can be advocates to, to help spread the word. And then up above, if you scroll up again, we do have a flyer that was um, requested by both people with dementia, their families and professionals. They wanted to be able to share something physically. So if it was at an event or if it's electronic, this is a downloadable piece where we talk about, you know, our goal is to move them from shock and worry to hope and comfort. Noting that the map is not just for families and friends, it's for medical professionals, it's for government agencies and large organizations for us to all work together so that people can get the support they deserve. That's wonderful. I want to mention real quick that I really hope that this will become the standard in the field. I think uh, it, it could and it should. And I would say that 20 years ago, when I did my master's in gerontology in Israel, and I interviewed 100 family members of people living with dementia in the community, and I was granted, I was just a student, you know, with a hat of a student and a half hat of a researcher. They asked me, where were you all when we needed you early on? That was the question that I stayed with me for 20 years. Where were you? when we needed this information. So I think this is really wonderful. And and the reason I'm bringing it up is also because I want to uh, move on to the next question. In what ways do you see dementia map being beneficial to people living with dementia and their families? And then we're going to move on to in what ways do you see dementia map being beneficial to professionals and organizations serving this population? But again, I know you already covered to a large extent, but just in case you have something else. So one, for people who are diagnosed and living with this disease and people that are family members, a lot of times they have great resources, but they don't see themselves as a resource. They just have a blog or they do a few YouTubes or those are valuable. Maybe they do a support group. Maybe they have a Facebook page. We want all of that stuff on here and it doesn't have to cost you money to put it on. It is valuable. And I want people to know people are looking for those things. They want to know about the lived experience. And we want to raise that awareness because my gosh, those are the best teachers in the world. I'm sorry to all the academics out there, but they really are. They're living, they're breathing it. Um, they're, they're absolutely wonderful. So to give them a platform that can be shared all around the world with what they're doing so that they don't feel so alone and that they're acknowledged and valued. I think A, that's huge. B, on the flip side, there are so many things here that can help them live better daily. I meet with professionals, for example, all the time. I met with another one today and they're like, gosh, you know, I've got this person, they're looking for resources and I'm just clicking through things. And they're like, oh my gosh, are these all on dementia map? And I'm like, yes, they are. And there's more out there and we got to get more of them coming in. Because even from a professional standpoint, they're like, this is amazing to be able to help our families like this. And they're getting educated. And as we do that, more things will blossom. More people will feel comfortable creating new things that are in the trenches living with the disease as well. Dave, do you have anything else to add as far as people living with dementia or their families? I guess the biggest revelation for me uh, when we started working on this was uh, Lori's adamant position that the site had to be easy to use because I didn't anticipate the, the degree to which people living with dementia are actively seeking their resources, support, they're engaging with with the communities. And I just didn't realize that. I didn't know that. And so once once that light bulb came on for me, it became clear that the site had to be designed and continued to evolve in a way that is just simply easy to use. Frankly, it's a little different than what I was used to because I've not had that experience supporting the direct dementia community, people living with dementia directly. And so that was something that uh, actually made me feel really good because now I, I really got a better understanding of, of how to really position a lot of things. And I'm, we're, we're, we're still revising. We still improve. We find things that can be adjusted and we improve them. And I know that you are listening and you're adjusting again as you go. And, and there's no better person than Lori when it comes to full commitment to elevating the voice of people living with dementia. And I think that's, to me, one of the, the biggest contributions that she has many in, in the field. And, but truly, truly the authentic partnership 
we talk a lot about, but she is doing actually uh, with many, many people with, living with dementia uh, throughout the year. And so I see a lot of potential for this um, platform, this dementia map platform, to further elevate the voice of people with dementia. And I can think about many of the people in dementia chats over the years and the insights, insights that they share from their lived experience. And we professionals and even family members and researchers can only assume what it means to live with a cognitive disability. They actually know. So we'd be wise to listen to them. So, so I see another blessing in this platform. Any thoughts about some of the ways you see that Dementia Map is beneficial to professionals and organizations serving this population? Well, again, I think pretty much every business out there is short staffed. So you need to leverage yourself on multiple levels. And our platform allows you to do that with no budget to, to very little budget. Taking an ad out in the paper for a company is more than our annual plan where they can, you know, brand themselves, they can put in their events, they can write articles. I mean, they can do a lot of different things. So, you know, that is, that is one thing being able to leverage and the, the bigger the site gets, the bigger everybody gets, the more benefit it is to all. Again, getting back to that collaboration, saving staff time, I think is, is massively huge. Everyone's trying to figure out how do we make this work? Because most employees in healthcare are working three jobs right now. I mean, it's, it is not a good thing. And so if there's a way that we can help them reduce that stress, ease that process, that is, that is huge. If we can give them the comfort of hope versus igniting more fear or depression, that's massive too. You know, going on to our site, um, one thing that we didn't share Dave and I even had a, had a talk on this, but we have a list of all of our categories listed out in one thing. And Dave said, oh, it's too much. And I said, I know it's too much, but to a family, it's an overwhelming list of hope. When mm -hmm. professionals can share that, that changes how they feel about their job. I, I would love to see this get in, like I said, to the clinics, it, it would change, it would change the offshoot of just how you start the journey. Mm -hmm. So I want to piggyback on that for a little bit, because you had mentioned a very common scenario earlier. First of all, half the people in this country estimated to live with dementia and they're never diagnosed. That's mm -hmm. number one. And the number two is those who, who receive an accurate diagnosis, which doesn't always happen. Often the scenario is that they receive the diagnosis. Sometimes it's not even being told to them. They're told to a spouse or a daughter or a son and not even looking at them anymore. And then they go home and they look up Alzheimer's disease. And then all the, the, the terrible images of Alzheimer's, the stigma and the fear, and then they withdraw, they become depressed. So can you tell me what was an example of a resource that is on Dementia Map that could help people with, with uh, gaining hope the second after they are being diagnosed? Dementia Mentors is a great one. Dementia Mentors was built on people with dementia mentoring one another. So when you're diagnosed, your family has no idea how much has changed because they're trying to hide that they're looking at you different, they're thinking different, they're worried about the future and the finances. And they're trying to hide it, but we're not good at being a Stepford wife. And a person with dementia still reads all our nonverbals. So they can see our inconsistency when we have a smile on our face and we're terrified and our stomach hurts. I mean, they're, they're picking up on all of that. So dementia mentors, they can sign up uh, to be mentored by somebody who has dementia, who knows what it feels like to be treated different, to look different, to know what it's like to have to reanalyze your life. And what does that mean? And, and how do I support my family as well as myself? All of those things, they've been there, they've done that, and they work together. And one of the coolest things that I have seen is to see a mentee become a mentor. You see someone who's shy or depressed and down, and now they're strong and they're advocating for others and going, I can help. They also have, I want to say it's over 30 different um, meetings that they do a month for people with dementia run by people with dementia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's absolutely fascinating and empowering. And that's global. And so they have them at all different 
times of the day because they're meeting a global need. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's important to mention Harry Urban in this context and, and what he uh, was able to build and teach me personally, and I'm sure you too, Lori, over the years. I remember him saying on one of your Dementia Chats uh, monthly webinar series, he, he mentioned that he can connect with someone across the country and with dementia who is newly diagnosed and within minutes they're becoming close friends and, and, and confident and a listening ear. And, and again, the authentic part is because they're in the same boat and they truly understand what it means to live with a cognitive disability. So I'm so glad this came up. And I'm going to throw one, one, one other thing at you. Let's say I'm interested in a book about a certain aspect of dementia and I come to Dementia Maps. What do I do? How do I find it? Well, you go to our product section and you click on books. And there you'll find individual ones, but you'll also find like all's authors there that has over 300 authors that they've put together, but you'll be able to find your book on there, which is absolutely fabulous. Why don't you go ahead and give a plug for it? I wrote a book about uh, people with dementia when they have distressing interactions between themselves in a nursing home or assisted living, how to understand the human needs, the emotional needs how to uh, anticipate it, how to assess for it, how to prevent it. It's, it's a book that came out this year and it's uh, with Health Profession Press, uh, understanding and preventing harmful interactions between people with dementia. Thank you, Lori. There's all different types of books. So there's books that are written by people with dementia. There are books that are written by care partners and family members. There are books educating professionals. There, there's books for children. We're seeing more of those coming out. So it's, it's a great resource. And, and I'll just give a plug for libraries. Libraries, many of them are starting to have a dementia-friendly section. And so they're putting packets together and books specifically, because, uh, you know, back in the day with my mom, it was like, do I go to self-help? Do I go to the medical section? Where, where do I go? You know, you don't really know. And so now they have, many of them have their own sections. So I have kind of a, a question with the eye into the future, mm -hmm. but I want to just cover the more uh, technical uh, question before I go there. How does a product or service get listed? It's a simple process. A profile can be established in just minutes. It's good basic information, your contact information, your address, your phone, whatever you want to share can be added in just a matter of minutes. It's kind of like a game of chess. Chess is easy to learn, but it takes a lifetime to master. Uh, same with the profiles. Very simple to set up, but you can take a lot of time expanding on the narrative that you want to share. Uh, and and we, we counsel our members to really take the time to share what it is they offer, tell their story. Uh, there's really, I guess there's a limit, but nobody's, ex nobody's hit the limit yet as far as how much information to share in the narrative. You know, the paid plans allow additional features and benefits, but, but any profile can be set up in a matter of minutes. And then you can take all the time in the world to really expand on it to, uh, to tell your story. We give you a step-by-step -step process, but the back end, I said, it has to be simple. And he's just done such a fabulous job with this because I myself have signed up for a lot of things that sound really cool. And then I get to the back end and go, I am never going to do this. You know, this is too much work. It's too much maintenance. So we, we've really, we've tried to slice it down and be really concise. So when you go in and you do this, it, it takes you literally minutes. You've got a couple of sections that you have to kind of pre-think and that is your categories. And we direct you to go in and review those, pick the best ones for you. And then even strategizing on the profile, Dave, you know, one of the questions he asked when we were doing this, he's like, what do you want for a character count? And I said, I don't want one. And, you know, every, and he's like, but everyone has one. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> I said, I want people to market who they are. There's nothing more confusing than everybody looking like they're fit in this nice little box and they all look the same. And from an end user, that is, that makes it more difficult to go back to find them. We want people to market who they are. And sometimes that means re analyzing who they are because I can't tell you how many marketing people have not checked off charity because it's not their department but the public wants to know that they can donate to you 
-hmm. And again, we have we have gotten so micromanaged as companies out here, and we need to look at at kind of a big picture with that. So again, we've we've just tried to keep that really simple, and we want to guide you so that you can leverage the site to be your very best. Got and, it. And I I can say that when I uh, registered to Dementia Map, it was straightforward. And it was exactly the way you described it. So uh, thank you for, for thinking about making it user-friendly. With the eye into the future, where do you hope slash envision Dementia Map's going to be, say, in five or 10 years? With the growth that we've been, been seeing, if you haven't visited Dementia Map in the last week, come back because there's going to be new things added. So what, what I would envision is, you know, with 150 categories, we have the breadth of resources that are available. There's something for everyone. And as the growth is seeming to accelerate, now the depth is starting to happen. And so I'm very pleased that we've got the breadth covered very quickly. And now we're working hard to really get it deep so that not only is there something for everyone, there is a lot of things for everyone uh, in each of those categories. So for, from my perspective, the growth is really where, where Dementia Map needs to be focused in the foreseeable future, because the more we can add, the more value it, it, it brings to the dementia community. Okay. Will you have testimonials? We have a, a handful uh, right on our homepage. When people land on the homepage, we tried to put everything right at the top so they can choose where they want to go the directory, the calendar, whatever it is, they can just choose. If you scroll down on that homepage, you get first more description of what each of those pillars are. You know, first is just the direct link. Then there's more description. And then further down, there's a handful of testimonials that people have said just how valuable it is for them, uh, both to use and to, uh, uh, to be a member. We have a, a, quite a large number of, of those that I just haven't put on the site yet. Uh, right, right. But we'll keep we'll keep growing those. But a lot of people are really raising their hand and saying this is very very valuable to them because this is already impactful and it could be much more impactful. And so the, to resonate back those feedbacks that people mm -hmm. will see. And Lori, what about you? What what do you hope could happen with Dementia Map? Well, you know, I just see it expanding. I, I want the conversation with professionals, the public and those diagnosed to continue. We, you know, you guys have ideas for us. So tell us what they are and let us incorporate those to make your world easier. We want to make a profound difference all around the world. And, you know, one of the things that we didn't mention that I think is really important that we, we listened to very specifically was people are tired of having to sign up they're, they're tired of giving personal information. They're tired of getting scammed and hacked. So this site is free and accessible 24-7, and you don't have to be a member. You don't have another password to remember because people are tired of that. Now, with that, we have to give up statistics. But we know from the feedback we're getting, this is working. And, you know, that's how I built Alzheimer's Speaks. You know, I've done everything organically. And I still think word of mouth is the best, the best beast out there in terms, uh, in terms of a marketing machine. And I think by giving hope and listening to people and letting them become advocates of Dementia Map as well, helping them spread the word and giving us ideas of what is needed. Um, I think is really, really important. Things have to be simple. And a lot of times when we hire a website company, we get sold on flash. And flash is not what the dementia community wants. I learned that long ago. They don't want to be sold. They want to connect with authentic people, giving real services that can support them and they want choice. And so for me, I just see really expanding on that. And, and what we're doing, and, and maybe we'll branch out as we go. You know, the last piece is really just uh, stressing the importance that we would place on getting this in front of the medical community. While yeah. things are better, they're not good yet, they're better than they were years ago as far as someone um, receiving a diagnosis, being told to get their affairs in order and just go home. That might have been the extreme years ago, although hopefully it's better now, I believe it is, it's probably not what would be considered good yet, but it's better. So if we can raise visibility in the medical community to help the medical professionals use this as 
at least a starting point for, for a new diagnosis that comes in. A starting point, as Lori says so eloquently, give people hope. This is a place to start. Explore what's available and see what's right for you. If we can get that in front of the medical community, I think it'd make a, a really big impact. The other ones would be like dementia-friendly communities. We'd love to see those in here. We'd love to see AAA in here. We'd love to see the government agencies. The way we are set up for marketing, we can help elevate who they are. We're not trying to take away what anyone is doing. Plenty to go around. It's about building everyone up, not taking away from a soul. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Lori. Uh, you are breaking the walls of useful information that all too often is staying within the walls of organizations. I tell my, my two daughters, sharing is caring. At the end of the day, we're all in it together. And, and we need an inclusive a collaborative approach here if we really want to make uh, meaningful progress. And I mean, I say break the walls of useful information and knowledge and resources and services and product. I mean, locally, nationally, and internationally. Mm-hmm. That has the potential to, as you say, to level the playing field. Maybe with that, just want to thank you so much for working so hard to build this um, incredible platform, the Dementia Map uh, Global Resource Directory. Good luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, I guess the last thing would just be, you know, how do you find us? Go to DementiaMap.com. You can email Dave at Dave at DementiaMap.com, or you can reach out to me at Lori at AlzheimerSpeaks.com. We're on Facebook at DEM and then M-A-P-G-R-D. So that's for our global resource directory. We're also on Twitter under that handle. And then on LinkedIn, we have a page called Dementia Map as well. You know, we would love to talk with you. We would love to have you use the resource and we'd love to have you be part of our membership at whatever level. Mm. So thank you, everyone. Well, thank you, Dave and Lori, for your fabulous work and good luck. I'm sure we're going to hear many, many more inspiring and moving stories coming out of this uh, initiative. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Ila, do you want to give out your website as well? And I know they can find you on Dementia Map. Thank you. Uh, Dementia Behavior Consulting. Uh, People can just Google that and it will come up. But thank you, Lori. You're always like that, really helping get services out there. Just want to say thank you for that. That's all. Well, to our audience, I hope you found this helpful. Please help us share the word and um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye now. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.